Oh, it's your favorite time of the week. All your work is done, and it's time to relax. So come, grab some friends, and let's get lit and join the rotation. You are now in the rotation with Suncoast Normal. We are your host, your Suncoast Normal Executive Board, and we say it's time to legalize it. Okay, that, then it means that it is time to rip off the mask and get to the task. It's time for the rotation on Sunday morning, Easter Sunday morning, here in the great Ebor City where it all began. I am Gary Stein, your political director of Suncoast Normal, along my co-host, Carlos Ermida. Man, I, okay, we got the wrong title for this show. Everybody's going to think that Justin's on the show today, but whatever. <laughs> well, Justin, we love you, but you're not here, so we can't we can't give you credit but, this time. But happy Easter, everybody. There you go. And just below me here, and from the Beltway, in his Camino de Jesus, we have our executive director, Christopher the Kane. You know the name. You know Kano. Hey, hey, everybody. How y'all doing this morning? Beautiful morning. It is a fantastic morning. I'm getting off of uh, a week of, of matzah, which is good. Because I'm I'm the I'm the Jew in this on this triad, this uh, uh, triumphate, and I actually brought my chocolate matzah today, which is the official intersection between Easter and Passover, because you guys worship chocolate and, and we suffer through matzah, so that works out just well. So that was that taste like? I like chocolate. I, I will give you some. You can eat some on air. Ooh. Of course, this does mean that you will be officially baptized. Oh really? Does this Again. does this mean that <laughs> does this mean that I'm officially Jewish? As far as I'm concerned, yeah. God may think otherwise. <laughs> well, look, I, I can see why you would want the chocolate around it. <laughs> yes, because matzah is one of those few great foods that tastes almost exactly the same as the box. <laughs> <laughs> it is kind of like chocolate covered cardboard. And I've never it, had matzah before. And believe it or not. It is not made from the from the blood of Christian children. Mm. It's good. good. Because other would make it, it would make it salty. You see, because contrary to popular belief, atheists such as myself do not eat babies. Uh, no, so. only satanic Democrats. Mm. Mm-hmm. Well, Carlos, you at one point were, were Catholic like myself. What do you think? We should switch the communion wafers to chocolate covered matzah. That'll get more people in this in the pews, right? <laughs> <laughs> chocolate and wine. I mean, if you want to get more people into church, chocolate and wine is a great draw. You know, <laughs> that'd be good because I if if Jesus was real, he was most definitely black. So, a chocolate like wafer would be great. <laughs> okay. I, well, I'm, I'm glad you you. I think that's a little bit more accurate historically. Well, we did, they did have a seder at the at the White House this last year, a virtual one. Mm. Which is very nice because you know, they always follow the uh, the Easter egg roll over in, in DC, right? Mm-hmm. Well, the, you know, the Last Supper was essentially a Passover seder, right, Gary? So it was, in fact, the first night of the seder. Yes. Yeah. So so Great that timing. 
you know, so so yeah, so so in looking at uh, you know, the the Passover holidays, the the, the Easter's, the the spring holidays, if you will, um, Passover and Easter tend to to coincide within a week of each other, uh, depending on how the Gregorian and the uh, and the Jewish calendars line up. But that being said, you know, a lot of people ask, well, can you know, can you smoke weed? In the spring holidays, uh, for those who are more religiously inclined, those who uh, follow Kashrut law, um, those who are, you know, uh, you know, very devout Catholics and such. And and, you know, there's been some rulings by some rabbis and other religious leaders on this in that, um, you know, cannabis is not a grain. Cannabis is, uh, you know, is something that essentially is kosher. And there are some strains that I think people should know about that are perfect for this time of year. Oh, and, do tell us, Christopher. Yeah, so one in particular is Godbud. So just you know, starting out, just writing and calling it what it is, and and Godbud is actually a, a an indica strain uh, that's a mix of Hawaiian and purple skunk, and I mean it it is is gives you a nice sedative high, but it has you know tropical uh, flavors with a nice berry uh, undertone, a little bit of lavender, a little bit of pine in there. Uh, those terps really uh, mix very well. And so it's uh, it's very good for medical marijuana patients who are looking to cure insomnia, especially if you have chronic debilitating diseases that uh, that keep you up at night. And Godbud originally came from Canada. It was started out uh, calling BC Godbud back in the day. So then the Canadians are not godless. <laughs> the Canadians, uh, you know, care so much about their weed. They named it after uh, the Almighty. So <laughs> now for our more uh, Christian oriented crowd, uh, Holy Grail is very popular right now uh you know in colorado um you're seeing it pop up here on the east coast and this is a hybrid strain uh that's a mixture of og and kosher kush and i'm gonna get to kosher kush in a second but uh this is you know holy grail i've had it myself it gives you a a mellow and relaxing high um it has you know spicy and citrusy aromas uh from its terpenes and it actually won the 2011 High Times Cannabis Cup, and, and it's one of the the top strains out there right now. So check holy out strain, Batman. That's fantastic. Yeah. So check out the Holy Grail. But you know, I, I want to uh, uh, I'm going to skip the next one and go to Kosher Kush because we touched on it. You know, Kosher Kush is is been actually uh, blessed by a rabbi before, and it, it did win uh, Best Indica in 2010 and 2011 <laughs> uh, at the High Times Cup. And it is one of those OG, uh, you know, uh, Kush-related strains. It has oh, a nice, it rich So, Carlos, if you want to flash uh, the links on the screen for folks, they could uh, check out these strains, you know, see if they're available in their, their OG market or legacy market, if you will. Uh, we don't want to use the term black market because, one, uh, why does the market have to be black if there's something wrong with it, right? We got to right. get away from these these connotations that have racial undertones to them. But I like the the OG market, uh, you know, the original market, the the, uh, the legacy the illicit market. market. You know, uh, see, depending on where you're at, it could be technically legal to give someone cannabis. You just have to purchase stickers. Uh, you know, I have a lovely sticker collection. This is my zigzag man sticker that I have on my water bottle here that came with a complimentary eighth. So, <laughs> and and then, you know, uh, looking forward to everybody here on Easter, uh, how about we just get to this uh, next amazing strain? It's called Jesus or Jesus for our- Jesus uh, Cristo. Uh, yes, Jesus for our Spanish speaking audience. Um, and, and Jesus is, ah. uh, comes out of Seattle and it's a mixture of blue dynamite and white widow. <laughs> 
It has a, a very, was born in Seattle. It, it has a pungent indica, right? Now, now it's a, it's a hybrid like most strains these days. You know, it makes you happy, but also relaxed and gives you a feeling of being uplifted. Look, I had some Jesus the other night after I got in a car accident, <laughs> and I can tell you, it really helps you take away all your worries. So, and you it know, doesn't nail you to the couch either, right? No, it it, it is re- perfect balance of calming and energizing. So I think it's it's definitely something that um, you know they have it here in the D.C. area. You should definitely check it out if it's available uh, in your local legacy market. It, or if you can find it at the uh, MMTCs of Florida, you know, by all means, uh, start making requests if you're a patient. And then the and last, go ahead. go ahead, Gary. My my fault. I was just saying that hopefully, when you do, if you do get it at the, one of the MMTCs, they actually do follow the original uh, terpene and, and cannabinoid profiles because sometimes in Florida, the strains aren't exactly what they're supposed to be. Just saying, but we'll get into that later. Go ahead. You get, you, no, you know, that, you know, that's you're on the roll here. You know, and lastly, I want to kind of round this out of this uh, this Sunday Easter morning uh, a strain review and something that is an oldie but a goodie, lamb's bread. And this was a favorite of Bob Marley. Lamb's bread is a sativa a strain, and it provides energetic and uplifting effects. It's perfect for those medical marijuana patients that have chronic stress and depression. Um, its origins are in Jamaica, and it, it has a very sticky, dense uh, green bud. I've had some amazing lamb's bread in Colorado, so it's it's it, it and it definitely is on that high sativa end. Um, you know, the dominant terpene in it is is myrcene, so. It, it again will definitely help you with anxiety, um, you know, and depression, and take away that stress. And as uh, as the good Bob said, it it, it is uh, definitely a healing herb. So, share the link here. And for those of you following along today, uh, we're putting the links to these various strains from Leafly. Uh, if you use the Leafly app, you, they can help you to find out if these strains are available in your local area. Um, so, by all means, definitely take a look. And, uh, and and see them, you know. On this Easter morning, you know, some folks are you know, going to church. Others are are here. You know, like Carlos said uh, last weekend, this is his church. <laughs> this is uh this is how he he chooses the fellowship on on his days off. Um, and this guy never takes a day off. I mean, the fact that even Chillum's there, he's in Chillum on Easter Sunday uh, here in the rotation, making it happen. But for those mm-hmm. of you who have been to church on a Sunday, uh, church usually starts out with. Uh, you know, a little bit of opening ceremony. And then, of course, there's readings from the Bible. And uh, and Gary, uh, you know, I'm going to uh, read a reading from the Tanakh, which is the Hebrew Bible, uh, you know, yes. the Old Testament for those uh, Christians who I don't like to call it the Old Testament. That's assuming that, you know, necessarily the, 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 the Jews uh, story is outdated. No, I, I think it, it's all relevant. And uh, this comes from the book of Exodus, which is one of the, the books of Moses. It says Exodus 30, 22, as I'm going to read now. And for those of you who have King James versions, um, you, you may not be able to follow along exactly with the translations, uh, but there are some versions that have the correct translations in this, and I'm going to read it to you now. Yahweh spoke to Moses, saying, also take fine spices of liquid myrrh, 500 shekels, and a fragrant cinnamon, half as much, and even 250 of Kane Basem, 250, and of Cassia, 500, according to the shekel of the sanctuary, and a hint of olive oil. And you should make it into a holy anointing oil, a perfume compounded after the art of the perfumer, and it shall be a holy anointing oil. 
and you shall use it to anoint the tent of the meeting, the Ark of the Covenant, the table and all its articles, the lampstand and its accessories, the altar of incense, the altar of burnt offerings with all its utensils, and the basin with its base. You shall sanctify them that they may be most holy, and whatever touches them shall be holy. You shall anoint Aaron and his sons and sanctify them that they may minister to me in the priest's office. And you shall speak to the children of Israel, saying, This shall be a holy and anointing oil to me throughout your generations. So what is this passage telling us? Well, this is God literally giving the recipe for the holy anointing oil for the Ark of the Covenant, which is the Ark that many of you see the Nazis always chasing after in Indiana Jones movies. But that, that is the, the box that uh, Moses took the stone tablets, which God wrote the Ten Commandments with his own hands and gave to Moses on Mount Sinai. And, uh, and, and they put him in the Ark. And the Ark was the, the artifact. They walked around the city of Jericho and the walls came down, uh, you know, due to the power of the Ark. And so in, in reading this, there's one clear passage in there where they talk about Kanebasem. And Kanebasem is an Aramaic word in origin, and it is essentially has been translated by modern linguists to mean cannabis in Latin. And they get this because during the mid-19th century, we're talking about the 1850s here, there was a lot of British excavations um, in modern-day Iraq, Iran, Syria, um, which at the time was under the rule of the Ottoman Turks in the Ottoman Empire. And so much of the ancient Near East um, history was literally buried in the sand until, uh, you know, British uh, archaeologists or grave robbers, whatever you want to call them, raiders, <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah looters and raiders, uh, decided to, to go there and they discovered uh, the library of Ashurbanipal, which was an Assyrian king who had basically accumulated a huge library of much older um, uh, civilizations, Babylonia, Akkadia, uh, Sumeria of the ancient Near East, of which the ancient uh, Hebrews were uh, in captivity um, in, in, in attack by many of those countries, but in particular in captivity in Babylon uh, for several hundred years. And so we see the origins of this word, Kanebasim, uh, in these much older you know, um, translations and, and much more authentic and closer to the source um, sources. And so, you know, while the King James Bible may translate it as a fragrant cane, uh, it's a Semitic word that has been around uh, for hundreds of years and has meant cannabis in the ancient Near East. So, Gary, although I am not a Jew and I'm not a, 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 a rabbinic scholar, uh, how'd I do there on, on that explanation? You, you did pretty good, although the, the ancient Aramaic actually does translate directly to fa fragrant cane, which made a confusion for historians because it was basically uh, shown as fragrant cane from the east. Of course, cannabis came from the mountains of Asia. Mm. And uh, th and so therefore that came out there, but also so did cinnamon. Mm. So the question mm. is whether fragrant cane meant fragrant smelling cane, which would mean cannabis, or fragrant tasting cane, which would mean, which would mean cinnamon. Mm. And so there, there was confusion about that, although I really like the story. That was cannabis uh, because it makes perfect sense to me. As well. I mean, they had to, the, the, the high priest who was Aaron, he had to enter the, the, the tabernacle, which is where the uh, <clears throat> the ark was. And in order to enter that space, you had to be a holy man. Otherwise, you would burn with revelation once you know God was tuned into the, to his radio, which is what the uh, the ark was. Mm -hmm. and so they, they would they would cover Aaron from head to toe with the anointing oil before putting on his robes and putting on his about forty pounds of rocks and gold that he had to wear 
when he went in there, and they would tie a rope to his ankle, so that, that, that in, in any case that the uh, oil started wearing off, they would yank him out of there so he wouldn't uh, be burned with revelation. But think about the uh, interesting buzz that you guys use topicals all the time. Can you imagine taking a topical and putting it into your onto yourself from head to toe? You will see God, mm. whether He's there or not. It kind of reminds me of when I went to uh, <clears throat> the Disney World, no Disneyland, and uh, did the uh, Disneyland the is Space in Mountain, California. Yeah, exactly. I was okay. in California, and I, I went on Space Mountain and decided to go ahead and use some psilocybin beforehand. Well, I thought the ride was excellent. I found out later <laughs> on that day. But uh, it, it was still a very engaging experience. So you didn't even go on the ride. No, but it, 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 but I, you went on the ride in your mind, which is what's important. Which is cheaper sometimes. Yeah, a lot better. I mean, you still went. Did you even get into Disney? No. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and, and we didn't get kicked out either, which was good. 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 Well, yeah, you know, I'm gonna go to Disney World on mushrooms. <laughs> Disney World on mushrooms. I don't know. I mean, you might have a bad trip when you see uh, Mex Mickey take his, uh, you know, his head off, and, and you know, he's not a mouse, but he's Mexican. Right. <laughs> Maybe I have like a real revelation, and I'm like, I am Mickey Mouse. Yeah. But, that's <laughs> in the meantime, in in the land of Egypt, where where they knew not not Joseph, there was many mummies that were actually buried with, uh, <clears throat> as we've seen through uh, elect electron spectrometry. A key packed into the the wrapping of various mummies, hmm. so it was definitely used at that time as part of uh, of holy works, both in the Egyptian religions as well as the uh, the Western religions, which which began in the East. East West religions. That's interesting. I'm going to smoke keef before I see my mummy for Easter. That works out well, I suppose. Yeah, it uh, does. Some of the uh, some of the Thracians and even their Scythian uh, precursors before them, you know, according to some of the ancient Greek historians, said that they in their funeral rites, the entire um, you know village and, and community would gather and they would um, burn the body in the central square of, of the village and they would throw pounds of cannabis on, on onto the funeral pyre. They would breathe in the smoke and it would help alleviate uh, their sorrow for for the lost loved ones that they have. And I'm, I'm interested in finding out when like smoking was invented because like that had to waste a lot of weed. <laughs> so like, when did somebody realize like, let's roll this up in paper, dude, and just like like the end of it and inhale it. Well, you know, um, or they, put it in a pipe. They you know? did discover golden pipes of the Egyptian pharaohs. Uh, they had mm -hmm. some really nice. Cleopatra actually uh, was buried with a really nice one. So you know. Mm -hmm. And by the way, they found pipes in Shakespeare's backyard when they were excavating that too long ago. Really, with, with traces of cannabis in it. So mm -hmm. you go shake, man. Everybody smokes weed. Yeah, I mean, it everybody. Is, everybody, right? Except you know, for my parents. <laughs> It's interesting because um, a poll recently done, uh, National Normal released it, 75% of Americans are against cannabis prohibition. Uh, less than a quarter of the country actually still wants to hold this line on cannabis prohibition. And I have an inkling of which group or demographic this might be. Pray and, tell, who do you think it might be? Well, hmm. I'd like to speak directly to this demographic by coming to their level. And speaking with them. So the, my next thing that I'm going to do is read from the Gospel of Matthew. And to mm. those of you evangelical Christians out there, this is for you. And so we're talking about evangelical Christians. This is probably what we bring in the snake? I just want oh, to no, be clear. Just, not certain. 
So, so for all of you listening, you know, you can take value of the gospel reading as you will, but, but I, I'm going to now read from the gospel of Matthew uh, uh, for, for all of you evangelical Christians out there who may still be on the fence. If you're someone who has the family member that fits this, by all means, feel free to share this video with them and, and go do your research and read from the Bible yourself. Um, I always find it interesting to call evangelicals to the carpet uh, with their own scripture. So, but uh, this is the gospel according to Matthew uh, 25, 40. Most certainly I tell you, because you did it to one of the least of these, my brothers, you did it to me. Then he will say also to those on the left hand, depart from me, you cursed into the internal fire, which is prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry and you did not give me food to eat. I was thirsty and you gave me no drink. I was a stranger and you did not take me in naked and you did not clothe me sick and in prison and you did not visit me and then they will answer saying lord when did we see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or naked or sick or in prison and didn't help you and then he will say to them saying most certainly i tell you because you didn't do it to one of the least of these you did you didn't do it to me these will go away into the internal punishment but the righteous into eternal life and what was the eternal punishment at the time? Well, the eternal punishment is that on the day of judgment, uh, Jesus will separate the righteous from the unrighteous, and the unrighteous will be cast into the lake of fire with the devil and his fallen angels. What and, a compassionate Lord. <laughs> well, I think all in all, Carlos, you know, uh, my, my takeaway from this passage is that America is sick, and the Christian call to compassion obligates the faithful to act. Chronic pain and illness now affect tens of millions of Americans. And in the cases of many, it, it causes them to elude the brightest medical minds of their, their debilitating conditions. People have cancer, dementia, Alzheimer's. And to fight these ailments, Americans have been overprescribed mind-altering antidepressants that are highly addictive. Uh, the pain relievers and the opioids have caused a public health epidemic and all manner of legal substances with a list of side effects that are so long, the commercials feel like a Saturday night live skit. You know, there's no reason for, for me to take something that's supposed to help me with depression, but may cause anal leakage and suicidal thoughts. And so we continue to witness. Gross. Yes. And we continue to witness the injustices uh, of these disparities firsthand in working class communities particularly the targeting of black and Latino communities across the nation when it comes to cannabis prohibition. And there are people who are, have served 25, 30 years for nonviolent drug offenses while corporate cannabis makes billions selling it as a health supplement. American Christians, now is the time. You have to stop being the last ones to the table and have discussions like these. Given the proven racist intent of the war on drugs and the criminalization of marijuana, it's time for Christians to start thinking critically about this issue and not just default to abstinence and run to their safe zone. We need to start having the hard conversations. And if you're a believer, you need to have other conversations with other believers around this. You cannot sit up there and profess to be a Christian and support cannabis prohibition. They're antithetical to your faith and to your ideals that you say you're supposed to stand for. So be not a hypocrite. Don't be one of those tossed into the lake of fire treat the, let's release the prisoners let's expunge the records of those who have been targeted by this racist war on drugs and on that note uh national normal uh is actually uh has a petition that you can sign right now to help move along the expungement bill here in the state of florida 
Now, Gary, why don't you tell the folks at home a little bit about this expungement bill and why it's so important for us to get this passed here in the state of Florida? Basically, it states that if you were uh, caught with misdemeanor and in your in your background of, of possession, you can petition to go ahead and have your, your record expunged, which is so important for so many people because with it on your record, you, you'll be amazed as to how many things you are denied, including everything from uh, scholarships to, uh, to apartments, things of that sort. And so by taking this out and making it less expensive than it currently is right now, because you can actually get your record expunged, but as those people who have, have tried doing it before, it takes a lot of money and it takes connections. And this will eliminate the, those barriers. And it, it has so far gone through its first two committees, which is wonderful, with only one no vote. Uh, the third committee is, uh, hasn't happened yet, but it, it comes soon. But I am concerned because of the fact that there is supposed to be a House bill that uh, was done by Representative McCurdy, which has yet to see its first committee. And that is one of the ways that our legislature actually get, throws us a bone, lets us go ahead and debate a topic, and then still kill a bill at the same time. So we need to make certain that not only does it go forward in the Senate where it is right now, but it needs to go forward in the House. And that is what we need to work on. The other Chris? For those of you at home, you can check out the link here, uh, fill out the petition. Uh, it'll automatically determine who your state representative and state senator are based on your, you know, where you're at, um, you know, in the state and, and, you know, send an email to them. And I think it's important that when you see these action alerts, when you get them, um, take the, the, the one minute that it takes to fill it out. It makes all the difference. I've worked in the Florida state legislature. I can tell you that many times uh, legislators are operating in a bubble for all the great reading and, and, and news and being up to date of what's going on in Florida. Um, you know, many times they'll look at before they take a vote and they'll say, well, uh, what kind of calls have we got in the office? What kind of emails have we got? And, you know, they'll look at it and be like, okay, well, it looks like more people are in favor or against. And I've seen, you know, those type of decisions be made uh, based off a tick sheet. You know, we got five, four and two against. Well, it looks like the, the rep's probably going to go with what the majority of people want. So I think it's important to everybody, please, please, please fill this out, um, you know, get the word out to your state representatives and state senators uh, to expunge, uh, you know, these convictions that people have had from this unjust war on drugs. And on that note, there's been a lot of progress this week. This is a, a historic week for cannabis reform. In Virginia. But not in Florida. Yes. You say that, Carlos. Yes. Okay. It, it right, because I, I was I was kind of wondering when you said that. <laughs> yes, it, it is historic week uh, across America, but not here in Florida. And and for those of you who want to read more about it, you can uh, check out our latest blog on suncoastnormal.org. Uh, you can go to our Facebook page. You can read more about why Florida is lagging behind. But I want to highlight two key states that are so important uh, towards bringing down prohibition. Number one being Virginia, the Commonwealth of Virginia, the former home of the Confederacy is actually legalizing cannabis. And this is why I say elections matter, because uh, two years ago, I knocked doors here in the DMV uh, to help turn Virginia triple blue. That's That was my political uh, affiliation, and that's what I wanted to see. I wanted to see Democrats in control of the House, the Senate, the governor's mansion. And because of that, they were able to, they had the right allies in the Democratic Party to push that through. And now we're seeing that um, they're going to have the ability to grow at home, 
to expunge past records, uh, to have you know personal possession. Now, the state legislature in Virginia has delayed the rollout of the adult use market until 2024, but the governor of Virginia, uh, who in his power, sent back amendments to the state legislature, which they're going to vote on when they come back from Easter break, uh, that will actually start and roll out the system July 1st. You know, so there's no reason for people to have to wait to grow their own plants. There's no reason for police uh, to stop, you know, people. And shout out to Virginia Normal and and Michelle uh, Pendini for all the great work that they've done. Last year, they got a bill passed where police cannot use the smell of marijuana as an excuse to stop you and search your car. So, you know, all in all, addressing how marijuana is policed is vital in moving forward with legalization bills. So shout out to the folks in Virginia for becoming the first state in the South to adopt adult use. This is a, a historic movement here. I know it, it's it's pretty cool to see that that happening. And, and then the biggest news, the Big Apple, the Empire yeah. State, New York. New York has legalized the adult use of cannabis. The NYPD has been on the front lines of the racial war on drugs. The stop and frisk movement. The stop and mm-hmm. frisk policies of the NYPD over decades put more black and brown men in jail than any other policy that you can Bro, that was a real problem. I had some uh, some pretty good friends on the Upper West Side, and you know, going and visiting them in the city, it's, it's shit. You're in, a, in the subway, you're walking down the street, a cop stops you, like, you're done. You're done. So what you're saying is that whoever is in the governor's office in the executive mansion does make a difference uh, in in regards to to leading policy, if not to changing policy. Excuse me, I gotta get the phone. Ralph Northam (laughs) is not Ron DeSantis. No, Ron DeSantis, while he said he would not support the THC caps, did suggest that the, the cannabis available today is too strong. And to all the medical patients watching here today, I'm pretty sure you would tell Ron DeSantis he can take a long walk off the short stairs. <laughs> because the fact is, is that um, the, the, the potency of cannabis is related to the medical value of it. And my puppy wants to co-sign that. This is Sansa. And she says, yes. Right, <laughs> right baby? Legalize it. I know it. I know it. Sansa says legal. For those of you watching on video, Sansa here, the American Bulldog says legalize it. And if you want to see yourself make it to a second term, we suggest that in this upcoming legislative session uh, for 2022, you get your act together and you make it a priority of your administration. Otherwise, we will see you for what you really are. And that is an enemy to the patients. And we will vote your ass out of office. Well, I came in in a serious moment. Well, we're, we're talking about how, how uh, the governor makes a difference in regards to policy and things of that sort. Make, makes a huge difference. And I mean, like like we were saying, I really kind of want to weigh in on this because Virginia, I would be scared as a Hispanic man being in Virginia. Just saying. All right. Like, I would assume that is a very racist, very backwards, very conservative state. And as we were talking about, New York is the home of the stop and frisk. Mm-hmm. And now, now they got weed, and and I gotta fucking spend ninety five dollars for a gram of rosin, <laughs> and I gotta go, go see a doctor every seven months, and spend three hundred dollars each time. <laughs> every year, I gotta pay the Department of Health seventy five dollars. I can't open up a dispensary. Meanwhile, you can now grow three plants in the state of New York. 
<clears throat> what do they say that Florida is a purple state? They're saying that there's some blue influence in here. Well, South Florida usually is blue, and so is Hillsborough County, uh, mostly Pinellas County. You can forget the entire uh, panhandle, but we do in, in Orlando. We do have major concentrations of blue, but the rest of it being red makes it really kind of purple. It's, yeah. it, it gets close to it. You yeah. know what? I'm gonna blame this. All right, I'm gonna blame this on the Cubans. All right, and I can say that because I'm Cuban. All right. Because you just said that South Florida is blue, but the Cuban population in South Florida, especially the ones from the island, are extremely conservative. I know this. My parents and I have a very strange relationship because of this, right? Um, So I'm going to go ahead and say that the Cubans are fucking up the state. They're the ones that are keeping Ron DeSantis in the governor's mansion, right? And they're the reasons why there's still a cartel over marijuana in Florida, a little oligarchy, right? Oligopoly, whatever it's called. And they're the reasons why why New York isn't frisking me when I get on the subway, right? And allowing me to fucking smoke weed in New York City. Now I know Wouldn't it'd be cool to smoke weed in like the Empire State Building or like so in New York. No, it's really being high, yes. <laughs> so in regards to New York, and this is important. I read an internal memo from the NYPD. Don't ask me how I got access to internal NYPD memos, guys. <laughs> but I read <laughs> it on the internal memo. On the wall there, the post office. That they're instructing their officers uh, to not arrest or harass anyone smoking a cannabis where you can smoke cigarettes. So that includes your car, that includes public sidewalks, public parks, anywhere you can smoke a cigarette in New York, essentially, you know, which is a, not a lot of places because New York's one of those states where it's $15 for a pack of Newports, you know? Yeah, <laughs> you can really like smoke cigarettes on the sidewalk in New York City. There's a couple of states, that actually, there's a couple of states that actually do allow public use in, in using the same laws as the, the clean air laws, the tobacco laws. The entire country of, uh, of Canada also utilizes the uh, tobacco laws as the <clears throat> method of placement for, for cannabis use, which is wonderful, except for the fact that in Canada, during the winter, it's really kind of cold to stand outside so that you could actually uh, in- imbibe. And if you had a, say, for instance, a, a consumption lounge or something like that, people having to go out the, on the patio, brush off the ice and snow, and then sit down, and then it's, it's not as comfortable. Here is Florida. We can go any place because of the weather, but uh, can we really? We really have no public use here in Florida. It says you can only smoke in a private. Wait a minute. That's interesting because like you can, like I was saying before, you can only smoke cigarettes on the sidewalk in New York City. And if they can't stop you for smoking weed where you smoke cigarettes, right? I think like yeah, you, yeah, you're that's public this. use. Holy shit. You can smoke weed on the streets of New York City. Yes. But in, here in Florida, if you... <clears throat> The only place you can smoke is in your home. And then again, it's only if you own your home because your landlord can kick you out mm-hmm. if they so choose because that is allowed me, guys. under Sorry. Florida law. So, so we, we Gary, that. that's why you've drafted a patient bill of rights that you submitted to the legislature, which right. unfortunately, because of realities, what Carlos was talking about earlier, uh, the Florida GOP has killed any good bills this session in regards to expanding cannabis. Am I correct? Yeah. That's that's right. And uh, and also, of course, the other bill that they really killed this last week, uh, well, uh, so far anyway, has been our employee protection bill. 
which mm. was an excellent bill. It was it was filed. It was based on the fact that if you ha- are using cannabis in the state of Florida, you officially have a dis- a uh, disabling condition, and so therefore your workplace should give you accommodations and allow you to use your medicine. Mm-hmm. However, we still we still have a Florida drug free workplace law, which which goes against that, and that's what needs to be corrected, so we can move this forward. But so far. Uh, Ray Rodriguez, in his ultimate wisdom, in the six-member uh, government employees uh, committee that he's on, has blocked the uh, the, the uh, employee protection bill from going on board. Now, there's two people who are in charge of that committee: Ray Rodriguez and Joe Gruders. That's the, that's the chair and co-chair of that committee who are blocking it from being able to be heard, even the very first time. Mm. We need to contact these guys and tell them that it, we need to open this debate. We need to move it forward. We need to be, be discussing this because there are so many people impacted because, believe it or not, Ray Rodriguez had said to Senator Polsky, who had filed the bill, that he felt that this was not an issue in the state of Florida, that people never get uh, have a problem with workplace interfering with their being able to use their medicine. And, and that is just false. We have so many stories of people who have, been, who have left their job, even ones that have hit the headlines recently here in the state of Florida. Teachers, nurses, things of that sort, who were who were caught using, and uh, not necessarily because they were using it on the job, but because of the fact that something happened during the course of their job that forced them to take a blood test, and they had to say, you know, I have a medical card, I use this on weekends, whatever, to take care of my my disease, and these these guys are losing their jobs, or they're being denied a job in the first place if they have a medical card, and that is just plain wrong, and it's, it's something we have to fix it, and. If Ray Rodriguez and Joe Gruders were in their bubble, we need to go over there and pop that bubble. I vow, as a business owner, never to fire somebody for smoking weed. And I actually have policies here at Chillum Glass Gallery CBD Dispensary that allow my employees to consume their medical marijuana while on the clock. Actually, yeah. yeah. You know, that's uh, that's important. It's a constitutional right. Business owners here in Florida have the ability to take away a constitutional right to somebody's medicine. And this goes all the way up to federal government. We had and that's just Stark- malarkey. Malarkey, yeah. Speaking of malarkey, <laughs> we, we, we had Justin Streckel up here last weekend, and we discussed the fact that it's been in the news that there are people who work in the White House staff who are asked to resign because of, of previous cannabis use. And people were saying, how is that, how is that unfair? Why is Biden uh, targeting these people? And the answer is they are just following previous policy. This is actually a policy that came from the Reagan years. Mm. So every single administration from Reagan on up has dealt with the same policy, which basically states that you cannot meet the standards of a security uh, level check in order to work in the White House. They actually did give staffers the opportunity to work from home mm. so they could continue working so they wouldn't have to go into the White House because the only way to get in the White House, unless you're Jared Kushner, is you have to be eligible for full security clearance. And at, at this point in time, thanks to the uh, the ruling uh, from the, Reagan, administ- uh, the uh, yeah, Reagan administration, that's just not possible. So we have a lot of work to do, both on the national level, all the way down to the state. We it, can handle the state here, but we can't do the federal as much over here. Gary, it, it infuriates me to hear that. And and, and the, the only thing that comes to mind is, is a quote from Huey P. Newton, uh, founder and, and former chairman of the Black Panther Party. And that is, Fuck Ronald Reagan. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, that we, we, I grew up in Detroit, and we had uh, 
Mayor Coleman Young, who once uh, called uh, Reagan a prune face, and he was asked to apologize, and he said, I'd like to apologize to President Pruneface. <laughs> well, you know, it, again, we, we say all this not to get partisan and political, but uh, understand that elections matter. And if you keep electing uh, people that are out of touch with their constituents and people who are influenced by big tobacco, big alcohol, big pharma, you're going to see these things uh, continue to remain the status quo. And Florida is the status quo right now. You know, there are some key politicians in Florida uh, who, who want to move things along. There's there's uh, uh, Nikki Freed, our agricultural commissioner. There's Senator Randolph Bracey, who's, who's sponsoring the expungement bill. There's our ally in the House, a Senator uh, a Representative Carlos Guillermo Smith, who has been, mm-hmm. been down for us uh, uh, since day one, since he stepped in. Um, there's Representative Anna Escamani. You know, on the Republican side of the aisle, there's Senator Jeff Brandis. And, and so these are these are the folks who want to move cannabis policy forward, but they are not enough. There's not enough. As you can see, there's only one Republican on that list. And, we're, you know, he's going to be terming out soon as, as chairman of the Judiciary Committee. We could get someone way worse that will schedule a hearing on THC caps. Uh, so these midterm elections in 2022 are going to shape the future of Florida. <laughs> and it's important for you all to, one, get update your voter registration. Get registered if you've never voted before. And contact us. We'll show you where to volunteer, how to volunteer, where to plug in at. But we are going to have a robust voter education and voter outreach for the 2022 midterms. And we hope to see some real change in Florida moving forward by electing uh, cannabis reformers uh, to high office. And, and uh, you know, I'm glad we have one in the cabinet with Nikki Freed, but one is not enough. Uh, we need the governor's mansion. We need a CFO who's going to be pro-cannabis. We need an attorney general who is going to enforce our constitutional rights. And I'm sorry, but Ashley Moody is not doing it. She is not going to bat and suing the patients. She's too busy suing the federal government over, over policies that, that really have no effect on the everyday lives of Floridians. Well, Nikki does have a, a town, a town hall meeting, a virtual one this week, I believe with Brandis and Guillermo Smith and, uh, and Bracey and, and one other person, people yeah. who, who have been pushing these bills forward. I, I would, I, I, we can we can post a link to it later on so you guys can listen in. And by all means, chime in. Uh, if you go to the town hall virtually, give them what how what you feel what that we need to. They need to know. They need to hear from you. This is this is a representative government, and they're supposed to be representing us and not necessarily the special interests. But if they don't hear from us, they don't know what we're thinking. Believe it or not, that's the way you pop their bubble. Let them know I'm a constituent and this is my problem and you are my representative and this is what you need to do. But they won't know that if you don't talk, if you don't contact them. And that's what it comes down to. Don't expect them to automatically know what, how you're thinking or how you're feeling just from watching the news. Because a lot of times they have somebody who, who comes to their office after you leave with, with, with a check for their campaign or for their pack that may not be working in your best interest. I mean, even this cap... Uh, to a, to an extent, may have possibly even gotten some kind of funding from the MMTCs because it may just increase their sales. In fact, actually, during the time that the, the cap has been uh, discussed, sales have been up. So more power to those guys. I'm not certain if there's an exact connection there because there's not always correlation and causation there, but it, it's a possibility. But that's the kind of games they play with in, in regards to politics. Make sure that your representatives represent you. That's the important thing. Yep. 
Well, you know, our friends over at the Florida Cannabis Action Network uh, on tomorrow, Monday at 11 a.m. are going to be doing a, a um, Facebook Live town hall uh, with Kathy Jordan. And for those of you who don't know Kathy, uh, Kathy was really the the first um, you know cannabis patient here in Florida uh, that challenged the system. She took her case all the way to the Florida Supreme Court before there was ever a medical marijuana system, saying that you know she's outlived four of her doctors who told her she would die by utilizing her medical cannabis. And her and her her husband Bob were raided, um, you know, by the authorities. You know, and, and to see someone who's in a wheelchair with a debilitating medical condition like Kathy um, to have to spend that energy where she should be focused on healing and getting better and, and, and really have to trailblaze a, a path for, for us to come behind her and, and you know, and sue the government. Uh, you know, kudos to Kathy for, for, for setting the example uh, for, for, you know, being who she is. Uh, you know, if we're, if we're, you know, looking at saints of Florida cannabis reform, she's definitely up on that list. But, um, uh, you know, our friends at the Florida Cannabis Action Network uh, will, will be joined by Kathy and Commissioner Nikki Freed uh, at 11 a.m. tomorrow. And then following that, uh, Nikki Freed at noon is hosting a marijuana in Florida town hall uh, herself, Senator Bracey, who I mentioned, uh, uh, Representative Carlos Guillermo Smith, and Senator Jeff Brandis to talk about where we go forward. So I think it's important that we're getting all of our cannabis allies uh, in the room to talk about why things have stuttered uh, this legislative session and, and why Governor DeSantis, uh, the current Speaker of the House and the current Senate President in Florida, uh, are just not the leaders that we need right now. What we need are leaders who are going to expand uh, patient protections. You know, Gary has has drafted an amazing patient's bill of rights uh, that these these legislators should be uh, taking up. We've written and co-sponsored and co-authored together an amazing employment protection bill, which has been watered down just to make it uh, palatable. And then Senator Ray Rodriguez won't even give it a, a hearing uh, in, in committee. You know, uh, Gary wrote an awesome bill for tourist reciprocity. So many people, millions of tourists come to Florida for medical marijuana states every single year. And, you know, you come on vacation and you're leaving on probation because you have to go to the OG market. You have to go to the legacy market because Florida medical marijuana treatment centers do not recognize uh, out-of-state patients. And so tourist reciprocity is another issue that we have here in Florida. All these great issues. And we have been distracted with THC caps. And Gary is right. He said it time and time again. This is the distraction. This is the big show. So we, the people, won't be upset over them not doing shit, over them sitting on their asses. Because this is, this is what it is. It is the Florida legislators' leadership sitting on their asses and taking checks from Big Pharma, taking checks from Big Tobacco, taking checks from the private prisons, while we, the patients, we, the people, suffer at the hands of an unjust criminal justice system when it comes to cannabis prohibition, an inept and corrupt medical marijuana system, and it is not right. Patients deal with high costs. They deal with limited supply. They deal with shitty, powdery, moldy, mildew medicine from some of these MMTCs. And in the, in the grand scheme of things, Governor DeSantis, all he has to say about it is, well, I gave you smokable flour, but I still think it's a little bit too strong. Well, I say to you, Ron, you're an ass face. You are an ass face. And in the end of the day, I'm sorry, my decorum is going out of the window with this. I'm passionate about this issue because my own father suffered and died from a terminal form of dementia. And while you fuckers were sitting on your ass debating whether or not this was right, 
he never got a chance to even get access to the legal market. And the fact that Mark Over tried to throw five years at me for being a good son to save his, you know, to save his dad, you know, the fact that the, the, the state attorney thought it's okay for that, for that to happen, to, 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 to put people in jail, put caregivers in jail. That has to stop, which is why I'm glad we have a new state attorney in Andrew Warren, who's reform minded. I'm glad that we have an agricultural commissioner, Nikki Freed, who's willing to treat this as the plant that it is. But we have to get these ass faces out of office. We have to get these lazy fucks out of office. And now I'm sorry if you think my language is harsh. What I find more harsh is the fact that there are patients. He is an ass face. (laughs) I find it more harsh that there are people sick and dying while these legislators sit on their ass and take checks uh, from these other... You know, when when they passed Smokable Flower and Ron DeSantis did that press conference with uh, John Morgan and that big political dance that they did. And right? Matt Gates, Right? And, oh, gosh. <laughs> we'll get to him in a second, Gary. <laughs> we'll get to him. Um, but, no, they, they did that press conference at, with uh, John Morgan. And I, Ron DeSantis, you could see him kind of like while he was talking, he'd said that there was a cartel over medical marijuana in Florida. And he, like, kind of bit his tongue, like, right after he said it. He didn't really acknowledge it. Yeah. But he just like, realized, I oh shit! I'm not going to get a campaign check now from that MMTC. I, I fucking heard it. You know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? Like they, yeah. I'm, I'm like, he's like, oh shit! I just spoke the truth when they're fucking writing me a check. Yeah, you know. And um, so I mean, that at least to me acknowledges that 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 shows me that he acknowledges that there's something fucked up going on in in Florida's cannabis system. We've had a lot of, and he's not fucking. It's it's kind of the reason why I don't believe in God because like there's a lot of bad shit going on that he knows (laughs) about and he ain't stopping it. You know what Uh, I mean? And also, so God does not God does not have uh, civil citations either. I understand you. Straight to jail, you can't even pay your way out. The Catholics well, tried that. Sends try you to hell, try bro. Try it, the Catholics he tried sends that. You to an eternity of fire and brimstone. Is, is purgatory like a civil citation for hell? I don't know. More of a ritual purification of the soul before it can move on to the next part. I, I'm not sure. Uh, I, I can't. Nah, I can't but Ron DeSantis is certainly an ass face. Well, he's You're perfectly justified, man. He's, I got your back on that, Cano. He's he's confused on, on a lot of issues. He once said in his campaign during his campaign that everybody who knew who was smoking cannabis in high school became ne'er do wells and d- didn't go go very far. Well, really? we're talking about medical cannabis here, and we're not talking about kids in high school smoking it. Well, and in regards to the high school that Ron DeSantis went to, I think the worst disease those guys had was influenza. What high school did he go to? <laughs> affluenza. 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 Thank you. That's the word. Yeah. I appreciate that. I, I, influenza is like a cousin of the Rona. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, affluenza, where basically you're too rich to go to school. You know, Ron DeSantis has got some big cojones to sit up there and say, oh, you know, people who smoke weed in high school are ne'er-do-wells. I recall uh, a guy who smoked a lot of weed in high school, even started his own uh, gang, if you will, called the Chum Gang. And this guy went on to be president of the United States. And Ron DeSantis, as far as I can tell, is nowhere achieved that level of success that Barack Obama has. So, Ron, you are an ass face for talking shit about potheads. Don't sleep on Barry O. Now, we, we did hear that, that, uh, that Ron was considering a presidential run in 2024, mm-hmm. and he may go the way of Marco Rubio as far as that's concerned. Just, you know, 
How about we vote Ron out of office in 2022 and end his political aspirations to be president and fuck things up on a national level? I mean, I mean, I I am gonna say this, okay? Like, I mean, I, I am kind of happy that we didn't vote Gillum. I am gonna say that. Didn't he like do drugs or something like that? Uh, allegedly, Andrew, allegedly, allegedly, okay. Andrew was in a uh, in a, a Miami hotel mm, with a, proven. with with a gay escort Uh-oh. when he told his wife he was going to a wedding for the weekend, and they found uh, a whole bunch of drugs. And they found him throwing up in there. Um, he claimed he was just on alcohol that night. May, I, maybe he drank maybe, all that alcohol because he lost. Maybe, maybe if he won, maybe he, he got be addicted to drugs. Maybe he got roofied. I, I don't, I don't Maybe. know. Maybe. Point, point, <laughs> Who point being is this. The, the, the indiscretions of these politicians, uh, you know, in, in many cases, I'm never shocked these days. You know, uh, I recall a few years back a New York State Assemblyman, when they were debating the same rec- adult use bill, um, was sat up there and gave a big tirade about how bad weed is and how it, it destroys children's minds. And then he got arrested during the recess, hot boxing his car in the parking garage. <laughs> so the hypocrisy of these politicians knows no bounds. One in particular is the high and mighty Matt Gates, who, although he was the author of the Compassionate Care Act here in Florida, which opened the door to even creating a medical marijuana system, and he, you know, he was there with John Morgan and Ron DeSantis uh, around smokable flour. Most recently, Gates is now in the news this week for allegedly um, using his Apple Pay to buy hookers and to uh, solicit underage girls to come up to D.C. and and mess around with him. Not to mention he's been you know outed this week as uh, showing you know uh, nude nude uh, selfies and sexting pics of the women that he smashed uh, to his fellow members on the House floor. Gentlemen, don't be like Matt Gates. If you ever get into office uh, and a woman sends you a naked selfie, uh, keep that in confidence. Don't share it with fellow congressmen. That's a douchebag frat boy move. And as you can see, like Gary said, affluenza is a problem in our upper middle class high schools in this state and in this country. And it just breeds more big douchebag congressmen. So, I mean, and, and Don Gates, his dad, was uh, in, in office when we were first working on this bill. And uh, that, that made the, can- the cannabis industry happen. And it didn't really happen until uh, until uh, Don Gates moved on, went back to Niceville, and uh, we, we had a, a new speaker of the House, a new uh, Senate president after that. But the thing with Matt Gates is he he abandoned the first two main two cardinal rules of politics here in Florida. First, number one, never get caught with a live girl or a dead boy. Or is it a dead boy and a live girl? <laughs> and the second is never leave a paper trail. <laughs> but, Maybe uh, you should not pay pussy with your Apple Pay. That's a good one, too. <laughs> the, the Apple Pay and the Cash App, which, you know, nobody has access to know if, what you're spending it on, right? I, I mean, like, he, like screenshots, receipts. I mean, it's just a bad He word. showed up to some event with, like, a Holocaust denier, right? Like, he's... State of he's the obvi- Union. Yeah, with yeah, a he's, he's obviously been shown like with the white supremacists and he, yeah, he wore right. a gas mask on the house floor when <laughs> when they first said, Hey, we should wear a mask because the road is around. And now half a million uh dead Americans later, you know, we see this douchebag, you know, and all this coming out. Point being is that if you were listening to all today to any of the sermons or any of the biblical passages we were reading, uh, we can shrink down uh, the word the, the words of the good book into one sentence. 
don't be a douchebag. That's that's the golden douchebag rule. That's the mm. golden rule. But look, all in all, how do no we get douchebags out of office? Yeah, how do we throw these douchebags out of office, right? <laughs> how do we do that? Well, we need money. Okay. Yep. They are getting money from billion dollar corporations. And I can tell you right now, after our most recent board meeting, the treasury at Suncoast Normal is nowhere near the billions. So how mm. are we gonna fight? Well, we use We're our- still doing pretty good though. Yeah, we use our resources smarter, not harder. And we're But it's gonna... nowhere near what they got. And, no. Well, we're selling masks. They're putting people in jail for, for 20, 30 years at $55,000 a year. Buy your and... ticket for best blown of the bay. Yes, that's what I was going to get to, Carlos, <laughs> is that if you want to raise money for a good cause in a fun way, that all the proceeds are going to go to criminal justice reform, all the proceeds go to our efforts to legalize it, come out to the best blunt in the Bay rolling competition. This is a 420 celebration, and I know people are like, well, why is it not on 420? Because 420 is on a Tuesday, and people with jobs have to work, okay? But if you want to come out on Friday, April 16th, uh, from 7 to midnight at Chillum, right in the heart of Ybor City. We're going to have an amazing time. All right. There are three levels of tickets. You can get in for a general admission ticket. All right. You can go to our website. You got the event details there. A general admission ticket actually comes with a one-year membership to Suncoast Normal. And in that, you'll get your membership package, which comes with the amazing mask that you see Gary on every Sunday. Yeah. A, a normal membership card and of course your gold leaf member lapel pin so get your membership card get your lapel pin get your mask become a member of suncoast normal by just buying a ticket to come in now if you and your friends feel so inclined if you're one of those big baller shot caller shit talkers all right you think you roll the best blunt in the bay buy a competitor ticket Enter into the competition for 30 bucks. You can become a competitor. And we are we have a new event that's going to be added. We're going to have a teams event. So for a team of three, uh, for the best blunt in the bay rolling competition for our team events is $75. So if you want to enter in as a team, you get a discount there on your competitor tickets. All of our that's the thing. It's like I'm sorry to cut you off there, yeah. but I've always had this uh, this disagreement with every one of my friends. On who rolls the best blunt. I did not disagree with you. So <laughs> <laughs> so that's the thing, though. If if you have a friend that says he rolls a better blunt than you, if you got a friend who says that she rolls a better blunt than you, because the ladies like to roll the blunts, too, all yeah. right? The, join the contest. The three of you, the four of you, the five of you, whatever, whatever. All of y'all. Join the contest, you right? And then you will fucking have for sure who rolls the best blunt. That's right. Now, you will cool. know for sure who's on top of that shit. There's no more shit talking. Now, nope. you don't have a category, uh, um, yeah. category do we? Because that usually takes around two days. Well, right. we, have a, we have a three blunt. Uh, uh, we have, a, I'm sorry, a three event uh, Olympiad, if you will. So there's going to be uh, three individual rolling events. There'll be one team competition. But all in all, um, the 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 at the we're going to score each event, and the, well, the judges will score each event. And that brings me to the judges. There are judge tickets available for fifty bucks. The judges get a swag bag in addition to that one year membership to Suncoast Normal. And our swag bags actually come with a rolling kit. Uh, from our sponsors for uh, for the competition, uh, which is Club uh, 20 After. Uh, Carlos, if you could just flash up Club 20 After, some info about I them. Don't... 
Shout out to Club 20 After based out of Bradenton. Uh, you can check out their website. Go ahead and Google Club 20 After. Uh, they got their website there on the logo. They supplied, you know, uh, several hundred dollars in rolling kits uh, for this event. So shout out to them. We appreciate y'all for sponsoring the rolling kits for this event. Uh, judges will get one in their swag bag. Competitors will get one uh, to compete with. And I'm pretty excited uh, for this upcoming event. Go to our website, suncoastnormal.org. Check out the event details. There will be mask at this event if you're an anti-masker too bad wear the suncoast normal mask um if you're going to share blunts share them at your own risk uh if you're a judge understand that you don't have to share blunts with the other judges the competitors will be rolling blunts for each judge uh that is there that's part of the wait i'm confused kano who how do the shirts work in like who gets a shirt so i'm glad you mentioned that so we have shirts uh for this event the winners of each event will get one of these shirts uh, to prove that they roll with the best in the Bay. And all proceeds, if you want to just buy a shirt yourself, all proceeds go uh, to criminal justice reform. You know, as you can see there on the back, we have our logo at suncoastnormal.org. Legalize it. That's our mission statement, plain and simple. Legalize I recognize it. those gloved hands. I have a feeling we're going to have a problem with that organization. Nah, uh, man. No, that they actually, don't own gloved hands. Yeah, they don't own gloved hands. Yeah. You know? Tell, tell, well, tell that's, that's a pretty good shirt there. That's yeah. a great shirt. And those shirts are available for 25 bucks, two for 40. Um, if you DM us on social media, whether that's Instagram or Facebook, you can put in your pre-order for your shirt. Just send us how many shirts you want and in what sizes, and we will have your shirts reserved for you for pickup at the event. Uh, we are very excited for the Best Blunt in the Bay. Again, Friday, April 16th, over at Chillum in Ybor City. Um, if you want to be a judge, by all means, get your judge tickets now before they sell out. Um, April 9th, which is the end of this week, uh, will be. That I think would be the best thing. I'm sorry again, Ken. Yeah. I just kind of I'm excited about this one. You know, the judge I can feel his excitement from here. That, <laughs> that's that's the best thing. And for 50 bucks, you literally like you you get to smoke like a shit ton of fucking blunts. Yes, and that's I mean, the thing. Our competitions, you're going to be rolling uh, hemp wraps, you're going to be rolling papers, you're going to be rolling a leaf, and then we're going to have a, the, the final grand finale is a freestyle competition where you let your creativity soar. If you can roll me an X-Wing or a TIE Fighter, I will smoke that shit. Okay, I'm pretty excited for that. If you want to roll a cross joint uh, in, in memory of your Lord and Savior, by all means. Point being is that we want to see uh, the grand finale, the top three scores after our three uh, Olympic events. We'll move on to the grand finale, and we will finally see and settle once for all who rolls the best blunts in the Bay. So come on out. We're going to have music. We're going to have food. Uh, we're going to have some amazing vendors out there. We're also going to have uh, some awesome products and some educational resources. You will not want to miss this event. And if you're already a Suncoast Normal member, you get in free. That's the best okay, part now, about this. I just want to point out what we're going to be rolling. Mm, is that your Easter basket? In the event. That's... What the judges will be smoking right there. Oh, oh, what is that, Carlos? What strain? That's purple. That's purple. I can smell it from here. I can purple. Cardi odorizer for my car. Yes, you can, Gary. I'll give you a nugget. You just put it under your seat. uh, Some of our contestants were concerned that it's all CBD. You want to give us a cannabinoid breakdown of that flower there you got? Okay. I ran to the. I ran to the. Oh, jeez. No, no, that's not you. That's me. That's there. You go. Uh, I ran to the closet and I'm fat, but 
That's P H A T. So this is uh this is Purple Kush, my good buddy Jonathan Perkle. Oh. Um I'll chill him up with this one. And uh this is this is indeed hemp, right? So it's completely legal. I'm allowed to be shining this around Ybor City because it's completely legal. And it's about oh man, I gotta stop running, you know. Um, it, it's about 14% CBD and approximately about 6% Delta 8 THC. So this does give you a buzz, right? And it's very similar to the cannabis high. It's just a little bit more mellow, less chance of paranoia, less chance of anxiety. But very terpy. Right. And very terpy. Uh, uh, Gary, you can smell that, right? What's that smell like? Uh, myrcene, pinene, and uh, some limonene. And I, I have no idea what you just said. Terpenes, that's what it smells like. <laughs> well, Carlos, we but, got some folks tuning in saying they want to become Suncoast Normal members. How can they do that? Can you oh, dude, flash that question, Bob? That's a great question. Crystal says, that? I it want to be Crystal. Yeah. All right. So show Crystal how she can join Suncoast Normal. So, so check this out, Crystal. You go over to... Uh, right over here and as a matter of fact i'm getting like really good at navigating um <laughs> as long as people keep on putting on matt gates it's <laughs> you'll scare the children okay so here's how you become a member of suncoast normal first I, off this I guy's would, a pedophile yes i would <laughs> trust my child to spend the, the night caring member of q right i would trust my child to spend the night at michael jackson's house at a party that bill cosby catered before i would trust my child with matt gates okay <laughs> so yeah, that's quite a high bar <laughs> so you, here's what you can do you can uh, become a member of suncoast normal by going online to our website, we are on the interwebs at suncoastnormal.org. And you can just go right there by typing in suncoastnormal.org slash membership, right? And this is what you'll see when you do that, right? You can uh, become a Gold Leaf membership pen member for $25 just by yes. coming here and clicking here. You can get and use PayPal. Gold Leaf and get your membership. Come All these me. credit cards are accepted. I'm, I'm going to set it up where we accept Bitcoin too, but... Um, you know, you can become a member here on the website. All the info's right there. Not the Cash App. Um, we could do Cash App. I think I don't know. Gates uses a Cash App. <laughs> <laughs> if Gates could do it, we can do it. Right? Absolutely. But we can't use it for hookers. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny that you say but that. Carlos. Rollers. <laughs> we, we we do not take any salary. We do not use any of the funds that that come into the organization. As for as as much as I know, uh, you know, folks might think we're rolling in the dough here. Uh, all the money does go back into our advocacy efforts and our education efforts uh, for the public. So by all means, your dues are well spent. Um, again, we're going to continue to uh, put on these great events for our members. So definitely come out to the Best Blunt in the Bay competition. If you're a Suncoast member and you're like, oh, well, you know, I want to get in for free. Make sure your membership dues are up to date. Because if the, if we come and it's uh, April the 16th and your membership is out of date, you haven't renewed your dues, 
You're not getting in for free. You're going to have to purchase a ticket and re-up your dues for the year. But that's okay because the price of membership is also the price of a general admission ticket. Every general admission ticket comes with a complimentary one-year membership to Suncoast Normal. This is a win-win for an event. It's a win-win for the community. Uh, for those of you who might experience stigmas, you know this is one of those events that where we're trying to show people is that this is not something that should be stigmatized. It is, it is healing. It is, it is fellowship. It is community. It is something that is a good and wholesome thing. Come on out. Um, you know, bring your friends. Uh, uh, like Carlos said, end the argument. Who rose the best in your group of friends? Well, DM us if you want to get group I tickets right now. We have group tickets available to enter in the competition. And we can guarantee that Matt Gates will not be there, even though, from what I understand, he actually does use the product on occasion. I don't think he has a card, though. <laughs> well, you know, he, if he's up here in the DMV, he probably buys a lot of stickers. <laughs> <laughs> and then he gives them to these young girls, and that's just not right. <laughs> we'll work on that later on. So, so we'll think there'll be any politicians there at the, the best blunt in the bay com competition because I don't think they will go. Ron DeSantis listens to this podcast. He's not going to be there. I mean, Grady Judd is welcome to come. He's out of his jurisdiction. So he can Grady, Grady but, Judd can come by. I'm not worried know, about that. No, Grady, Grady listens to the rotation. So Grady, he, he, he's been on the news saying that he knows what I do is legal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great. Grady's not happy that that Chillum is the the center of reform in, in Tampa, but you know I'm glad that uh, I'm, I'm glad that Carlos, you you really are a trailblazer in this. And uh, and oh, thank you, th thank you for you know giving uh, Suncoast Normal a home. I think that's the most important takeaway. You know, come support Chillum. Not only does your Suncoast Normal membership entitle you to all these great benefits, the card, the pin, the mask, the supporting criminal justice reform, you also get an in store discount at Chillum and why would you want to go anywhere else to purchase 25% off you know uh, get hey, all this delta, you get like a cool grav pipe or uh cheech pipe for 25% off you like pipes <laughs> become a member of sun goes normal <laughs> get your papers over at chillum get papers and vaporizes and delta okay. atac I, I am okay. so glad we actually came on board today on, on easter sunday because I, I feel so godly right now yeah yeah, I'm not, I'm not even going to suggest. I don't know. I'm not even going to suggest that we end the show because I I've been liking this. This has been a good Easter Sunday mass. Well, you know, I, I was feeling the spirit this morning, and I thought it was important for us to get back to our roots and understanding that cannabis has been part of human culture for tens of thousands of years. And throughout the ups and downs, no matter who's been in power, whether it's the king, the president, or whatever douchebag, oligarchs and aristocrats that thumb their nose at it, uh, the common people have always utilized cannabis. You know, um, you know, and, and the fact is, is that we need to get back to a state where working class people are not targeted and preyed upon by the system and by the government, uh, by police for utilizing a remedy that is healing, that is affordable. I mean, the fact that you can grow the, a, a, an anti-anxiety medication, an anti-inflammatory medication in your backyard organically. That is what we're trying to get to. And, and then to be able to use it as publicly as anywhere you, people can use cigarettes. So shout out to New York for doing it the right way 
and allowing people to grow it at home and allowing people to smoke it anywhere they can smoke cigarettes and, and, and allowing for expungement and criminal justice reform and for taking whatever tax dollars they may get uh, uh, from a legal adult use market and putting that into the communities that have been hardest hit by the war on drugs. I can tell you right now, the next time I run for office, uh, I have a very simple platform. It's that we legalize it, we take those tax dollars, and we turn it into universal basic income, and we uh, uh, start that program and roll it out in the communities uh, that have been most affected by the war on drugs as some type of form of reparations for all the damage that the U.S. government has done with these cannabis prohibition policies. And so as we get ready to end the program today, we want to hold up your hymnals and go to page 45 and let's all sing legalize it legalize it going to my this is why you don't don't criminalize don't demonize it doctors smoke it judges smoke Smoke it it. nurses smoke it legalize it don't criticize it Somehow you're making me want to wait, want to go straight to the sermon. Yeah, like right, right now everybody's like, "Oh, thank God this is ending right now." So, <laughs> legalize it, and I will advertise it, just like we're. Yeah, what is it? Are you going to read from the Bible again, Keno, or should I just click entry? No, that that concludes our services for this evening. Go in peace. Remember to puff, puff, pass. Do mm. not wet the blunt. And if you uh, are one of those people who get a little lippy with the blunt, you got that saliva in your mouth, Carlos sells these amazing mouthpieces where you can smoke with anybody, especially in a socially distanced atmosphere. You don't want to be sharing blunts with anti-vaxxers and anti-maskers. So by all means, pick you up a mouthpiece so you can smoke anywhere, anytime with anyone. And always remember, the name of the game is legalize it. And get the facts, get the vax. We want to see you healthy out there so you can continue using. If you, yeah, if you get the vaccine, that means you can smoke more weed, right? That's what I, how I understand it. You can finally go travel to other countries like uh, Spanibus in Spain next next spring. You know, uh, you're going to need your vaccine to travel internationally. Uh, The United States blue passport was once accepted in over 180 countries. Now without a vaccine, what, maybe DR is probably the only place you can go. So, uh, you know, they don't have legal weed in Dominican Republic, but they do get some great bud out of Miami. So the same bud you can find in Miami, you can also find in Santa Domingo. Uh, Gorilla Glue number four, one of the very popular strains out there, will cost you 100 bucks uh, for a quarter, though. So just to give you those international market rates. Then, then, then thank your lucky stars for the prices we have over here. And finally, to end the show, this guy, Matt Gates, is a pedophile. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. This has been The Rotation. And you have been a part of it. You can be a bigger part of it by joining Suncoast Normal. Suncoast Normal is an organization that can help you make the change that we all need. Go to the Suncoast Normal website and become a member. Because that is how you become part of the change. You can find the Rotation Podcast on both SoundCloud and iTunes. But you can always join us in the rotation at suncoastnormal.org. 
At that very website, you can join the cannabis movement by becoming a member of Suncoast Normal, gain access to cannabis events, cannabis info, Normal's legal network, and even a free membership to National, all by joining Suncoast Normal. That website again is suncoastnorml.org. You can also find us on social media at Suncoast Normal. Uh, find us on both Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And thank you, Gary, and good night. Good night.